question mark. I keep the messages coming into us. It is the time of the week where we're joined in studio by Money Doctor John Lowe of the moneydoctor.ie website and author of the best-selling Money Doctor Finance Annuals. Good afternoon to you, John. And good afternoon from a snowy Dublin, Jonathan. Is it snowing there now, it, is it? it, it yeah, slightly snowing. It has been snowing a little bit heavier, but uh, I won't give a weather report. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say Evelyn Cusack can rest safe that uh, you're not after her job lovely and sunny and cool down here but uh, it seems to be cold right around the country John yesterday we had Stephen Donnelly the yeah. um, the independent TD on the programme talking about a constituent who said she was getting a number of calls from the permanent TSB about her arrear situation even though she'd already agreed and arranged mm. for a meeting now uh, we, we, you've always encouraged people to engage with the bank and that would include answering calls calls, but have you ever heard of the autodialer being used to, to try and hook you on the line until they put you through to a human being? Well, I think that this is probably some kind of a mix-up in communication between, first of all, the, the, the bank itself and the customer. Uh, I mean, put it another way, Jonathan, if, if I uh, lent you a couple of hundred euros and you said you'd paid within a month and after a month I started ringing you and you didn't answer the phone and you didn't, it didn't talk to me uh, and I'd be ringing again, I'd be ke- I would keep ringing until I got in touch with you. Now, the very fact that this lady, uh, she did get in touch with the permanent TSB she obviously didn't get a name of that person to say by the way any chance you could knock off the old auto dialer uh, because it's getting a bit annoying they should have done it straight away um, and I can't understand why if, if she was in uh, you know communication with the permanent that they didn't immediately say alright let's, let's get this lady off the auto dialer we don't need to ring, keep ringing her We've but made hang it. on a say, hang on don't, don't be defending the auto dialer <laughs> that is arguably the most brutal way to engage with somebody who is in financial distress I, I that agree. they don't that they I don't agree, even Jonathan. have a human being to yeah. go hello my name is John Lowe I'm well, a permanent TSB <laughs> let's try and fix your problems one, one of the problems here Jonathan is that there are so many people uh, they just haven't got enough bodies to actually uh, ring on a personal basis. So as soon as arrears come in or as soon as there's no communication with, with, with the, the lender, then they have to do something in order to get their attention. This is what's actually happening. And, and it's just absolutely, uh, and I'm not trying to defend the permanent TSB. I and think it is. Have, but they but they I do don't think have enough people I, to make the phone. Well, if I they think, don't have enough people, make get, hire more people. There's not well, as if there's a shortage well, of bank they, staff well, out What there. they do should have is that person who the lady went to see that person has a mouth and has, has obviously a phone to head office or to that auto dialer system or to some setup whereby they can press a button and suddenly the auto dialer for that lady is gone. That wasn't done. Why wasn't that done? That's the question to ask, really. Uh, they, to be fair to the PTSB, they said that their branches and the asset management units are in contact with each other and said if there was a failure, then they're going to try and make sure it doesn't happen again. But the auto dialer thing was a revelation <laughs> to me. Uh, that That is a new low in, in customer it communications it, and it's in this awful, country. But, but unfortunately, there are some people out there who are not responding to communication. That's the problem, Jonathan. And when, when you do owe money and you're not communicating, saying, look, I haven't got it. As I keep saying, can't make a silk press out of a sow's ear. You know, can't get blood from a stone. All the usual cliches. But at the same time, if you don't communicate and say, look, um, there's no point in ringing me. I haven't got it, but I'll come in and talk to you about it and we'll try and, and, and come to some solution. That's what they want. 
Yeah, they're saying the auto dialer puts you through to a person, but the auto dialer is what what you get when you pick up the phone. It's not. It's hardly very uh, intimate. It's not. It it's not. And, and there could be better ways. And you're right. They could have better staffing. But I mean, as you know, Jonathan, the banks are trying to cut back on costs. Ah, don't, don't mind that. <laughs> For God's sake, don't mind their costs. Deal with their customers and as human beings, and they'd be an awful lot better that, off in the long run. That's a good point. It is a good um, point. We have been talking on the programme previously uh, about Australia and how they have recognised about the effects of strain in getting your personal finances in order and how it can affect your mental health. There's a study related to this here in Ireland you've spotted. There was, yeah. Grant Thornton did a little survey and they said that uh, these debt-related mental issues, uh, mental health issues, have become more widespread, obviously, uh, especially in the last five, six years. And it's, in, it's contributing to loss of appetite, high blood pressure, a weakened immune system, sleep, sleep deprivation irritable bowel syndrome and all sorts of drug and alcohol abuse. Uh, I mean, 50%, Jonathan, uh, of adults with debts also encounter these mental health uh, problems such as anxiety and depression. And obviously, you can see how it's, it's, it's actually happening. And we get kind of surveys from the credit union there recently where 46% of the customers are struggling to pay their utility bills on time, with many sacrificing spending on food to pay their gas and electricity bills. So it, 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 it obviously is going to affect them uh, on a mental basis. So, and the, the thing about it is, if you, if um, if those people who are in trouble, you know, with uh, some of these health issues, uh, it's it's all about you know um, m- making sure your your health is okay. There's no point if you haven't got it, Jonathan. You can't do anything about it. And even in the worst situation where people can't afford their their mortgages, I mean, there's always a solution. There is always a solution. Mm. Let's turn to some of the personal questions that have come in um, for you. One, uh, one from a listener who doesn't want uh, her name read out. It says, we moved house for work reasons in 2006. The house was valued by PTSB, there they are again, at 450 grand then. So that was obviously um, pre-burst, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Probably. Yeah, so they took 240k for the new house. The old house didn't sell on interest only, but can't pay even this. So uh, pay only rent achieved, which is 500 euros per month. The bank are continuing to ring every month about my investment property, mm. as they're describing it. I keep telling them it was on their advice that we moved. So therefore, she feels as if she was badly yeah. advised by the bank, and she wants to know uh, what she can do about it. Well, I, I agree with her first of all that it is um, uh, unfortunate. That that was a solution. And probably at the time, the bank were probably doing uh, the best for them. They thought that this was the best solution for them is, you know, property prices were still on the increase. And maybe if they bought the house and they could sell it later, it turns sour. Anyway, there are procedures. And, and this is on a case by case basis, Jonathan. Um, what this uh, lady has to do is complete a standard financial statement, include all the statements, the backup information, the income, the assets. And, you know, uh, out, out of uh, that 500, by the way, that she's paying, uh, every month, what I would do is uh, take out the uh, on a on a monthly basis the PRTB, which is the Private Residency Tenancy Board fee. It's about ninety euros per tenant. Uh, the maintenance repairs, property tax. By the way, uh, the, the, for a good news for the hard pressed landlord is that the new property tax is coming in from the first of July is going to be tax deductible. The NPPR and the household charge is not at the moment, but yet. You know, the, the landlord still has to pay it as, as such, and the insurance. All those should be taken out of that five hundred for this lady. Um, but then you've got to go and meet them and communicate. Don't don't wait for the auto dialer. Uh, they may they may have provided the original solution to move, leveraging your home. But then you signed the loan documentation, not them. That's the problem. So, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, but again, people were advised to do things at the time, often by banks. They thought they were good decisions that turned out to be very bad. So, to, to, is the bank not somehow responsible? 
possible for well, them? Well, I, I agree, Jonathan, too. That, that's what I'm saying. All, all problems are solvable or soluble, as they say, because there is a solution for this lady, no matter how bad the situation is. If she hasn't got it, she hasn't got it. So it's just, it is a case-by-case basis. So I'm sure they will take that into consideration, uh, the very fact that, you know, they probably were the lead in, in suggesting that she moves out of the house and buys his other property. So th- that'll be, but it's all back down to, you know, what they can afford. I would yeah. certainly uh, be not suggesting pay the mortgage and don't put food on the table. Okay, next question's from Claire in County Cavan. Why is a fixed mortgage not advisable at this time? Well, I'm not necessarily saying don't fix. Uh, you may be somebody who likes security of payment and knowing what, you know, don't take any chances. Currently, we're in a low rate environment and probably likely to last, Jonathan, for the next two, three years. So we're, we're really looking at, um, I mean, even the potential of that tracker rate coming down. I know that uh, KBC increased their rate this morning, a quarter percent, um, but that, that was just really to align themselves back with what's the norm in the market. Uh, but ex- fixed rates are expensive. Let me give you an example. AIB have a variable... Uh, tiered rate on the standard variable rate that's uh, you know 3.84 is under 50% 50 to 80% 4.04 and 4.24 over 80% Jonathan if you wanted a 5 year fix it's 5.35% and if you were uh, on a buy to let uh, that uh, 5.35 suddenly becomes 6.35 would you fix it for 5 years at 6.35 no. <laughs> I don't think I would either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we just get down to uh, question six there because uh, the clock is against us. Yep. Um, it, it says, a creditor is demanding details of my husband's income for a loan that I'm having difficulty repaying. Mm. It wasn't a joint loan. How can they demand his income details? Well, they can't really. I mean, they're, they're chancing their arm, this, uh, whoever the creditor is, uh, unless the husband has guaranteed the loan, uh, even though it's in her name. Um, and, uh, and also for joint and several loans, Jonathan, there's a legal responsibility of the debt is only in one name. So, I mean, the property tax, for instance, on, on family homes, even though it may be on one name, that's payable by both parties. So it is a matter of who the creditor is. I mean, if it's a credit union, a bank, and you've, you've taken out a little car loan, which you didn't tell your husband, and suddenly you can't pay because you, you had a little job, which you've lost, um, then they can't go back and say, give us your husband's details. We want to know how much he's earning. Um, you know, they, they can give them the proverbial. <laughs> I was going to say, she can tell them to where to go, can't exactly, she? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, on that okay. basis, yes, they could. She could. Hopefully, um, hopefully but, she'll do that. But it's her, her day. And also, the good news for those people who get married, uh, that when you do get married, you don't inherit your new partner's debts. <laughs> that has to be a positive <laughs> for getting married. All right, John Lowe, our money doctor. Moneydoctor.ie is the website. You're still writing in the Sunday Business Post. And your, week, your signed copy, by the way, is up here, John. I'm waiting for you next week. Please, God, if you come up here. Very good. Looking forward <laughs> to it. John Lowe, thanks very much for that. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. This is News Talk Lunchtime. Still to come, Craig Barrett, the former boss at Intel.